You're listening to Got Tech, the podcast with your hosts, Eric Geis and Nick Johnson. Welcome back to Got Tech, the podcast. This is episode 145 called 10 Must Have Resources for Teachers for the 23-24 school year. In this episode, we'll share 10 exciting ed tech tools that deserve a place in your ed tech toolbox. This is another episode you don't want to miss. Check it out. Episode 145 coming live. We're actually backing in our podcast studio at school. So this is the first one we've done here all summer. Really, really happy to be back. I I feel refreshed. I'm ready to go. We're not quite back in session with the the students. We're just uh, teaching some teachers how to use some ed tech tools in our district and, uh, you know, doing a couple other professional developments, which is awesome to do. I feel like we haven't really had this in a while because... Everything was kind of changed over the last couple of years. We were doing some remote PDs and things like that, but I'm glad to be back in person for these first year and second year teacher trainings. Yeah, feel it's exciting, and it does feel great to be back in the studio. Just before we hit record, we were talking about how um, you know we like barely survived our summer recording schedule because, uh, as like everybody else listening to this, guys and I are super busy, and what <laughs> some of our episodes, while we do like try to record a bunch in advance for the summer so we can take a little bit of a break. Uh, sometimes we're, it, it's a fight to find a common meeting time where we can actually are both free to sit down and record these summertime episodes. So the fact that we're doing this right now means that we are, are back on schedule to uh, sort of, you know, definitely get back in the swing of things for the podcast, which, as you said, also means we're close to getting back in the swing of things for the new the new school year, which is very exciting. Very excited about it. Uh, we don't really have any other updates other than that. I just got back from a two-week no-tech vacation. Part of that was me being on vacation. The other part was me just keeping the technology away for an additional seven days, which uh, was pretty amazing. I will tell you this, I was having some neck issues about a month ago, and uh, by just eliminating the tech, it eliminated my neck issue problem. Uh, I could see that. I'm, I don't have like neck problems, but I could, I'm like constantly stretching my neck backwards to kind of fight against that, you know, the, the lean down effect that you get from the technology. You think that's what it is because we're constantly looking down. Yeah, so mine starts to the left of my right shoulder blade. And it, okay. it goes up to my neck, the back of my head, and it also goes around my shoulder and down my arm. So I could definitely tell that it improved. So I'm going to try to just, uh, you know, if I need to be on my phone or something, I'm going to limit that. But I, I think it's solely the cell phone. The cell phone is the devil. Uh, so <laughs> that's kind of my uh, opinion on that. But that's not for this podcast. Let's uh, keep rolling into our main topic today. and. This podcast is a proud member of the Teach Better Podcast Network. Better today, better tomorrow, and the podcast to get you there. You can find out more at teachbetter.com slash podcast. Now let's get back to the episode. We just wanted to provide you with some resources that we've found that are very, very helpful that are, you know, 
starting to work in our curation of ed tech tools that we want to be aware of. A lot of these are collections. Some of them are standalone tools and some of them are, are shortcuts for some of our uh, favorite, you know, Google apps for education. So, you know, why don't you kick it off? I, I really like the first one. Uh, it's, it's pretty awesome. It kind of, you know, allows us to get more in tune with what's going on in this particular sector of education. Yeah, the, the first of the 10 uh, tools we put together here is called, um, what's well, a newsletter? It's an AI newsletter called The Deep View. You can check it out at thedeepview.co. You can Google that. You can head to our show notes for episode 145 where you'll find the link to that. But, um, you know, the, the thing is, with if you're a teacher right now, who is trying to pay attention to AI and how it might impact your job, because it, certainly it's going to have major impacts as time goes on, then the deep view might be a good way to help stay up to date because it's a, a newsletter uh, that puts out an episode on a regular basis or a post on a regular basis, sends to your email inbox, just like most newsletters do. But it's going to do a lot of that research part for you, right? So it's a you know, it's free. It's a, they call it a five minute tri-weekly newsletter that makes you smarter about AI. That's straight from their own language. It's got a pretty big readership base uh, as we're recording this now in August of 2023. They've got like 50,000 plus people that check it out. Um, this is all, all sorts of different AI related things. Doesn't have to just be like chat GPT. They've got Google stuff. They've got Microsoft stuff. Um, they've got content related to AI things that I don't even understand because it's just, you know, it, this is also for people that really are familiar with AI. So you're, you're actually going to learn a lot about this, this new world as well just by reading it. Uh, just to give you an idea of what some of their topics are going to cover, one of the recent posts was called AI is Ageist with a question mark. Uh, this is from early August in 2023. They've got topics about... Um, an iTutor group's uh, hiring system, which exposed some ageism within that hiring system. That's kind of their main feature article. But each one of the, there's a bunch of different articles just within this. There's election warfare, AI ethics in 2024's ticking clock, virtualytics, 37 million for 3D AI data exploration. So some of these things you can see are like super deep in the just the world of artificial intelligence and some are uh, more related to education. Either way, super, super helpful. When I was checking this out for the podcast, I just looked at one of these and I, I signed up immediately because this is stuff that I, I want to know about. I want to know what's going on, um, you know, in this world and how it might impact my job as a teacher. So that's called The Deep View, an AI newsletter that you might want to sign up for. Yeah, so the Deep View I've been subscribed to for quite some time. There's three major newsletters. I think I shared the other two in past episodes, but that one is good. I like the way that it separates the AI news into categories. So yeah. think of it as like a newspaper where you have the front page stuff, the for sale stuff, the major worldwide events, local events, sports section. kind of does the same thing, and it always provides you with like three to five AI tools that have come out, and I really like to check out that section. That's cool. So I'm going to stick with the AI train here, and I'm going to 
give you a AI tool that is amazing. There's so many tools built into this. So oftentimes we give you a site that does a lot of things um, and it curates it all onto that site. Uh, we'll have one later on, one of your picks that we're going to bring up again. But uh, PDF Candy is an example of this, you know, that allows you to manipulate a PDF document in multiple ways. Well, this one is kind of a collection of AI tools all in one spot. It's made for teachers and it's called magicschool.ai. So if you go to Magic School, you could do a whole bunch of different things. They have a whole bunch of tools already created, uh, like a conceptual understanding generator, student work feedback tool, a lesson plan generator, rubric generator, uh, academic content gener generator, math spiral review generator, unit plan generator. So all these tools, whether it's content-based or prepping for your lessons with lesson planners or grading rubrics, things like that. One of my favorites is the joke teacher joke generator. So I just went in there and I typed teacher as my topic and I wanted to make it at a ninth grade joke level. Uh, so you can change the, the level of the jokes. Uh, and the one that it said is, why did the math teacher go to the bakery? Uh, let me think. I got, I got nothing. Why did the math teacher go to the bakery? Uh, because she wanted to improve her pie skills and get some sweet treats. Dooch. Yeah, that, that was that one. <laughs> I mean, corny as it is, it, it's, it's still pretty good. Why it's, did the history great. teacher bring a ladder to class? This one uh, is, is bad because... <laughs> They wanted to reach new heights and make it, make the past more present. That's bad. I'll I'll put some crickets in on that one. But these are great. Bad jokes are. There's something good about the bad jokes. I love it. Yeah. So go over check MagicSchool.ai. I think this is an amazing tool that's going to save you some time, especially with the lesson planning and the rubric making, and you'll pick up a corny joke here or there. Yeah, I, I, what I like about that one is that it's like, you know, you could go to ChatGPT and, and ask it to do a lot of that stuff, but it seems like Magic School is kind of taking that that ability that ChatGPT and other, a lot of these other chatbots have, but literally targeting teachers for the things that we would be asking it to do, like make a rubric, and now it's all there and probably will work better because of that. So uh, super awesome. This next one, our third, I don't, I almost don't want to share it because we are the, you know, we've been the cheerleaders of uh, Canva for a long time and we'll continue to, to do that just because of how helpful it is to us on a daily basis. But this one, while different, I think it does sort of, you know, it's going to challenge Canva a little bit to, to keep up with some AI integrations. It's called Recraft. Um, you can find them at recraft.ai. This is, you know, it's another graph piece of graphic design, uh, a graphic design tool, graphic design website, um, built more largely around uh, this idea of a, a generative AI image creator, right? So you go there and you type in, you know, one of their ones that they're showing on their main pages that you, you type in uh, a son waiting for his astronaut father. And there's a, like a toddler standing in a doorway and then there's a, a figure in a spacesuit in the background. So it's sort of like the astronaut father's coming home, right? And it, you just describe it, and then Recraft makes that image. Um, and there's lots of these different things out there. What makes Recraft special is that they, 
you know, they make these images um, that are super high quality and they claim at least, and so far from what I've tested, it, it, it bears out. Uh, that their images do not have the typical, um, in, in quotes, AI weirdness. If you've ever tried one of these AI image generators, and a lot of this is because we're putting in weird prompts, but it doesn't always have to be a weird prompt. A lot of the images they generate, you often we've described this as you can tell that it's AI. And that's the idea of this AI weirdness, right? Where it's like, oh yeah, wow, that's a really good picture of a cat wearing a fedora but it's weird, right? It's got that, that look to it where you're just like, yeah, I can tell that this was made automatically by an AI generator. Recraft does not have that, or at least does not have as much of it. If you're making things to put online, like a, a website, and you wanna um, keep them super high quality, uh, this is gonna give you very high resolution PNG files. Uh, if you're gonna be expanding things um, and you don't wanna lose that quality at all, then it's gonna let you download as an SVG file as well. So you can scale your Im images. Maybe you're printing things for like a school wall that's gonna get stuck up there and you don't want, you wanna have it printed with just as you know pristine as it looks on your computer screen. So these vector images that you, you can do that with. Um, and then a lot of the same stuff Canva has, like, uh, you know, brand builders, palette builders, where you pick some colors and make like a brand kit. You can edit images. They've got a picture of a raccoon and you, there's a, like a little drawing tool and you circle, make a circle on the raccoon's head and then type in, you know, give the raccoon a cowboy hat. And all of a sudden there's that same raccoon, but he's wearing a cowboy hat. Um, one of the uses you came up with, with for this is icons. Um, I use a lot of icons when I make my classroom materials and I you know, spend some time searching for those on different websites like you know, the Noun Project is the one I always go to, but um, this would be a really great icon generator where I can literally tailor it as I need it with their, you know, the, these AI prompts. So if I needed um, an, atom, uh, an icon that is an atom, I could ask it to do that, and then if I don't get the perfect atom, maybe I want it to have, I don't know, a, a larger nucleus, a more visible nucleus. I can just ask it to do so, and now I've got the exact icon that I want. So, um, you know, for that reason alone, I think recraft.ai is worth checking out. What I really hope is that Canva sees some of these things and is like, oh, we gotta do that, and then they can build it, build it into their own platform, but regardless, we have Recraft. I think it's a super awesome graphics creator. Yeah, it's an amazing tool. And the fact that we're going to be able to start saying, hey, please generate a website based on this, 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 this. And it's going to do it and it's going to make it look nice. Uh, that's just a time saver. Right. I'm, I'm in the middle of redoing my wife's website right now for her business. Maybe I'll check this one out. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. Recraft seems amazing. Go check it out. My next, uh, it's not a, it's not a uh, tool or really a website or anything like that. I just want to remind everybody of a couple of Google slide shortcuts. There's one that I just found out yesterday, and I'm just like, how did I not know this? But uh, I'll save that one for last. Um, I'm going to go over some of the ones that we get asked throughout the year if there's a easier way of doing this. And uh, the one is the first one is insert link. So if you're in a cell, you could highlight the text, hit Control K, and that's going to allow you to insert a link in there. 
if you're within Google Sheets and you want to make a new sheet, I hate it. It interrupts your flow when you have to go down to the bottom, hit plus, change the name, all that stuff. So if you just hit F Shift F11, it's going to create a new Google Sheet with a shortcut in Google Sheets. All right, so that one's cool. Uh, the next two are select whole row and select whole column. So it's very easy if you go above or to the side and click on the header uh, right above the first cell or to the left of the first uh, cell. And that's going to highlight everything. But if you hit shift spacebar, you could select the whole row. If you hit shift, um, I'm sorry, shift spacebar is the whole row. Control spacebar is the whole column. So if you're in that first cell, and you hit control spacebar, it will highlight the whole column. I think that's, it's one of those things that you use enough throughout the year, it will save you time collectively through throughout the whole year. I mean, it's not gonna save you monumental amounts of time while you're working on that one project, but collectively it might be a lot easier, especially if you get very familiar with it. And this one's my favorite. This is the one I learned yesterday. It's called repeat last action. So if I just formatted a cell to be red, and if the correct answer is in there, be blue, what I could do is just go down to whatever cell I want. Let's go 25 to the right and three down. All right. If I want that to be formatted the same way, I could hit F4. So if... Another example is sometimes we go in there and we bold certain things and we italicize certain things or we might center certain things. So if you want it formatted the same way, you just, whatever your last action was, you go to the cell that you want it to format the same way and you just hit the F4 key and it's, it's voila, it's done. It's super cool. I could have used that uh, two days ago in one of our training sessions we were running. I was trying to make a a, um, like a schedule that teacher, these are new teachers coming to the district for the first time. One of the main things they have to wrap their heads around with us is this idea of a rotating drop schedule. We're like, it's not really Monday, it's an A day. And then Tuesday would be a B day and so forth. It's very confusing for people uh, at the beginning until you kind of get the hang of it. So I have a, a schedule for myself that's in a, a spreadsheet, a Google Sheets and I just type in my sections for that year and it kind of auto-populates, um, you know, and lets me know on an A day, this is where I'm supposed to be at any given time. I was trying to make that for every for these other teachers and more of a, you know, mindset up for a science teacher. So I was making like a general one and I couldn't get it done on time before the session started because I was doing a whole bunch of like copying and pasting and reformatting of all these different cells. If I knew about F4, I could have been done with this thing in seconds. I, like you said at the beginning, I don't know how we're this far into this job and we didn't know about repeat last action. I will tell you, we know a decent amount about uh, ed tech, but the more we do this, the more we know that we don't know. That's right. <laughs> yeah. What is that called? Dunning-Kruger? Yeah, there's a name for the whole Dunning -Kruger. phenomenon. Dunning-Kruger? All right, so why don't you hop into your next one? Yeah, this is, this is pretty cool. It goes along with the last one I talked about, which was ReCraft, which is a basically an AI image generator. This one is called, I don't know if it's pronounced Genmo, probably Genmo based on the spelling G-E-N-M-O. You can find these guys at genmo.ai. 
and it's also an AI image creator, but with uh, this website, you're gonna go beyond those images and turn the image into something that is animated. A, a video, they don't always call them videos, sometimes they just call them animations. Uh, but that's, you know, that's what it's for. They want you to go beyond that sort of flat picture. It works very similarly to any other, you know, image generator um, when you sign in. And there's a free version, but I think they keep track of like your free version with what's called fuel. So you, on the free version, you get a certain amount of fuel. And when you run out, you would have to you pay them to get more fuel. But you can play around with the free version and maybe get some stuff done with it. But, uh, you know, when you go in, there's a there's a very simply spotted generate button up in the top right corner. You click on generate and it's going to take you to a new page called the, their create page. That's where you do the creating. You're going to select an initial frame for what will eventually be your animation or your video. Um, what I really like about it is you can actually upload your own images for it to edit or you can use their own database to search a bunch of pre-generated images if you want. But you know, for me, a lot of the times I'm going to want to bring in something specific, but you pull in that image and then when you click on this little, um, little options button and you're going to go to turn it into a video and it's automatically going to animate whatever's happening there. Now you don't get, from what I can tell at least, you don't get a whole lot of control over what happens in that video. Uh, it's not like you can describe like this long drawn out, like a five minute thing where, um, a five minute thing where you're like describing first this happens and then that happens and then this other thing happens. It's not going to be like that, but it does take that picture and it does animate it for you and give you some cool visual effects. I can see this being really good for like creating a, a background that can play on a loop for a, one of my own educational videos that I'm creating or, or who knows what. Um, but I think I'm definitely going to play with this just to kind of see what sort of creativity it sparks and how I could use it. Um, maybe as like a, the background for uh, some GIF animations that I want to model a certain process. Um, very, very cool. That's genmo.ai. Yeah, that one's, that one's definitely cool. I, I could see it, you using it for reactions in the chem lab. So having yeah. a test tube there and then creating your own effect within that text or test tube or whatever. Uh, my next one is, it, it seems like it would be illegal. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe. I think it, I think it is. But the, as we've talked about before, they like over time, this one will kind of stop working. And then there'll be a new one. Yeah, and but this one's been around for a long time. Okay, so maybe But the not. shortcut is amazing. Yeah. So if you have a YouTube video that you want to download, I guess. Yeah. I guess that's the way it goes. That's it. I don't know how this is legal. I feel terrible sharing it, but <laughs> I mean, make sure you give credit where credit is due. That's the only thing that's going to be saving face. I mean, most of these videos are in Edpuzzle and stuff like that. You can convert them over to an Edpuzzle or something. So right. maybe this is okay. I don't know. But if in the YouTube URL after the E, the e in uh, YouTube, if you put PP there, uh, it's going to allow you to download that video. Uh, go, it goes to a site called Y2Mate, and it actually scores pretty well on our... Um, do you remember the site that we use? I, I know that 
I don't. We looked it up the other day, and it it scored pretty well as far as the safeness of it and how it doesn't share information and all that. It's called yeah. It's called education framework. All right. So basically, this shortcut will allow you to. It uploads the YouTube video to something called Y2Mate. It's a site, and then it allows you to download it in a whatever form that you want. And the reason why I like this is. It allows you to take content that you might want to share like little pieces of and cut it up and then and then throw that into your presentation so it doesn't bog down your presentations. So there are other ways to do this, um, but I saw it being advertised the other day on someone's channel that I came across and I was like, well, if it's being advertised, it, it has to be like legit. So we checked it out, scored well. Um, so I would just use it, just make sure that you're giving credit and you're not repurposing it for any reason other than education, uh, and give credit where credit is due. I can't say that enough. I believe in it. I don't, I don't like to pirate anything, but if it's something that's uh, common collective and you want to download it by all means, common collective, thank you very much. Give the credit and move on. Yeah, I mean, we're you know, obviously this is all just for education, so that's not a concern. And you want to make sure you're you're just doing this with with uh, you're getting approval and whatever you do with these videos. Um, but it's it can be extremely extremely helpful, and that that's a good one. And maybe this is you know the one that we're going to stick with here. Very awesome. Um, so is this next one. It's called uh, Gamma App is the name. This is. A automatic uh, presentation builder but more than that it's gonna be also an automatic doc builder and an automatic website builder too it's gonna do all three if you didn't know that this was a thing uh, this is popping up on a, a couple different platforms right now where you you know you go to a website and you ask their their AI their AI build-in to basically build the presentation for you uh, Canva has one of these things, it's called Magic Presentation, I believe, yep. where you just go in and say, I need a presentation about you know, affirmative action. And it's gonna literally build the entire slide deck for you. It's not perfect. You're gonna have to go through everything that it has there and edit it to make sure it's correct and is fits for what you're gonna use it for, but it's a great start. And it helps people with that writer's block you get of a, a blank set of slides kind of that daunting feeling of, oh my God, I gotta put all this whole thing together. Um, Gamma app is gonna do that. Um, it's just, the it's hard to describe this in, in on a podcast, so I really would encourage it if you're in a safe spot, um, like at a, in front of a computer and not driving a car, to just go check it out, to see how engaging the, their presentations are. Um, it just goes way beyond what you would find on a Google slide. You know, even beyond what you're going to find with it with a Canva presentation, really, really cool. But it works the same way. You can ask it to build anything. Like, um, you know, their sample on their website is build a pitch deck for uh, creating a colony on Mars, and then you can see this thing building out these these slides with all kinds of stuff. It's got charts, tables, embedded videos, gifs, just really, really beautiful. Um, one of the best things about it is how easy it is to refine and edit things once it's been created. You can present live directly from this website so there's you don't have to worry about exporting and then things getting messed up in the in the interim there as it's changing formats. 
Um, they've got something called nested cards, which is pretty cool. Let's you sort of, if you want to hover on something uh, in the presentation, it's going to pop up more detail about it. Just lots of interactive things that you don't typically um, typically see. It's really, really cool. I don't do a lot of presentations like this, but since I've been using Canva slides more and more, I'm kind of getting used to letting go and moving away from like a Google slide or a PowerPoint. So I think I got to give this this one a, a real try. Maybe for our next training session, I'll use I'll use gamma.app to put it together. But very, very cool. Worth checking out if this is something you're interested in. Another awesome AI tool there that could potentially help a lot of teachers. So I'm all for it. I'm going to bring up one that we brought up last year. Uh, that is amazing it's so many tools on this website and they're all free uh, this one's called tinywow.com and in here they're going to offer pdf video image and other online tools to make your life easier and this does include ai tools now so you can solve your text problems there so basically if you want to go convert if you want to go convert any type of document or annotate something you could go here there's so many tools on here um, there's a remove background tool there's some AI content writing tools AI image generating tools merging PDFs editing PDFs PDF to JPEG JPEG to PDF there's just so many different ones here change the background split the PDF compress images compress PDFs, blur the background, a grammar fixer. I could keep going. I'm, I'm down like 60 tools deep. It's a blog post generator. I mean, you, you keep going. Real estate description. I don't know why you would need that in education, but <laughs> I just thought that was neat to put it there. Uh, trivia generator. That's pretty cool. So check this one out. I mean, pretty much anything that you want it to do it could do and you can organize this by category pdf image write video and file so check out tiny wow it has something there for everybody yeah it, tiny wow if you're if you deal you know if you're a teacher that deals with technology at all which if, if you're listening to us you probably are you need to have tiny wow bookmarked on in your chrome browser whatever you're using because there's just so much there uh, we use this type of thing all the time for other teachers, not that we have some special skill level. It's just that we we know about it and we and we use it. But anybody could literally go here and change, you know, change file formats with TinyWow. It's so great. And I think that brings us to our final two. I'll do the first one. And this is pretty simple. It's called Beethoven. Um, you know, a play on Beethoven, but with the word beat stuck in there. Beethoven.ai. This is another AI generator. So I've covered all three of these, I guess, so far. Images, video, and now music, because that's what it is. Um, the best part about this, because we do a lot of stuff where students, our students are creating videos or creating podcasts in the podcasting class. Music is always a hassle because, you know, the podcasts or a lot of times the videos that the kids make, they're actually published. And if it's being published, then you can't use someone else's music unless they say it's okay. It's got to be part of that uh, creative commons. It's got to be in the public domain. There's a lot of different words with different meanings there. The point is you can't just use any song if you're going to publish it. But if you make your own song, 
then it's it's yours. It's it's you know, and with Beethoven, you're essentially doing that. And anything that's created here um, is is free to use, uh, especially by you, since you're the one that asked Beethoven to make it. So if you go there. My favorite thing about it is that you can pick right off the bat in your audio, you pick the genre, you pick the style. You know, so if I want it to be sort of like a, a lo-fi hip hop kind of a theme, I can tell it that right from the beginning. Once it, it gives you that initial, um, you know, that initial sample, you can cut it, you can change the mood. Um, they've, they've got a compose feature where your AI is gonna do all of the hard work for you. And if you're nervous about that, they have a really uh, robust looking tutorial page with all different videos that kind of walk you through how to do this. If you're someone that is in the music world and knows how to put your own music together, this is not for you. But if you're like us and you're just having students with potentially no music background whatsoever, and this would be awesome because it's gonna do that composition. It's gonna spit out something that can be used legally. And I'm very excited about this one. It's called Beethoven.ai. That one sounds amazing. I laugh every time you say beat Beethoven Beet <laughs> yeah. because I always think it's beat oven. Oh man, yeah. Well, Cooking up those beats, man. You could be right. Did I have, was I wrong thinking it was Beethoven? Boy, I wonder what the name actually is. That's another one of those. Could go either way. Could go either way. I don't know. All right, my last one is very simple. It's called Cloud Convert. Basically, uh, anything that you have up in the cloud, you can convert it from one file type to another. I mean, it has every possible thing on there. Uh, and they have some headings for you, such as if you want to audio separate it out into these different naming categories i guess audio is one cad is another one i know that's with the uh, you know autocad and all those uh, there's document types ebook types fonts images presentation spreadsheets vectors videos and more uh, but you can choose what the format is now and what the format is that you want it to be you select a file you hit convert and you're on your way and cloud convert super easy i use it all the time um, they, they give you uh, they give you a thousand conversion credits to start and then after that you have to to buy and it's like uh, it's like it comes out to be about a penny or a little less than a penny per credit so uh, packages are one-time payments they do not expire I do this with my iPhone. That's the reason why I, I like to use it. Cloud Convert, check it out. It's another good one. That's gonna wrap us up for today. If you like what you hear, go over to Apple Podcasts, leave us a review and a rating. Uh, you can check us out in any of the major podcast players. You could also check out our YouTube channel, and we're starting to ramp that up with all the PD that we're doing at school. You can follow us over on X, which is the dumbest name ever, uh, or Twitter, which is what we all know it as. Uh, at least for the near future, you could follow us there. I might have to totally ditch that because it's just, I can't. 
I can't. I'm calling it Twitter. I don't care. It's Twitter. And then uh, we're also over on Facebook, and and uh, I think we're going to try to start the Instagramming up, even though that's not my preferred method, but I know there's a lot of people out there that like Instagram. Uh, tell your friends about Got Tech over at gottech.com. And as always, we are proud partners with the Teach Better Podcast Network. Go over there, check out some of the other amazing education podcasts, uh, and, uh, you know, Check them out, see what you like, and post about them. Until next time, go out and check one out one of these 10 EdTech resources that we shared today. And we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to Got Tech, the podcast. Remember to subscribe to our show and follow us at We Got Tech on Twitter so you can stay up to date with the latest episode releases, blog posts, product reviews, and PD announcements. You can also follow Geist and I individually at Geist Got Tech and at Nick Got Tech on Twitter or on Instagram at Nick Got Tech. Finally, remember to check out our website, gottech.com, where we post all our episodes, articles, and resources available to you for free. Until next time.